Please stay tuned. You with Sirius FM 105.7, your number one station in the East Rand. It was Central African time, and there was a time. Oh, when you look at history and you look at America in particular, you notice that the Christian Baptist Belt. Yeah, they call them the Christian Zionist uh, Christians uh, who. Back Israel, who back APEC, who make sure that Israel gets its tithe from the United States of America, so that uh, the you know people or the Christians or those uh, religious uh, believers in uh, America support uh, Israel. Now we're wondering in the house of Islam, do we have Zionist Muslims? Do we have those that make sure that Israel? you know, is uh, defended by them, is that Israel is embraced by them, or they're opening up, you know, the countries to them, or they're selling their products in their country. Yeah, do we have Zionist Muslims? And the topic is how to counteract Zionist Muslims. And when I, when I put this topic forward to our beloved Sheikh Fahim of the ILS, he chuckled. He actually chuckled. Sheikh Fahim, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh and jazakallah khair for joining us on this beautiful Tuesday morning. Walaikum salam wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair for having me. And yes, I did simply because there are not many people who acknowledge the existence of such people and they disregard it thinking that it's absurd, but it's a reality. And I applaud you for actually considering bringing this to light. I tell you, Sheikh Fahim, I embrace you, I celebrate you, and I know as a, you know, as someone that I found in you is a gem, but alhamdulillah, a young man, that one day when I make parda from the dunya, I'll say, hey, that uncle, he was okay. That uncle, you know, he knew his stuff. Uh, Sheikh Fahim, the next 10 minutes is yours, and uh, bismillah. Yes. So the topic of, of refuting the idea of Zionist Muslim, we first must understand what the idea of Zionism itself. Uh, the confusion seems to be that there's this um, idea that it's a religion. Firstly, we must understand that it's not. If, even if you look at, you know, if, if a person goes onto Wikipedia, which is a, you know not even a reliable source, even they would even define it as both an ideology. Uh, and a, a kind of a movement that is to uh, formulate it from originally the Jewish philosophy that espouses the re-establishment and the support of a Jewish state in the land of Israel. So firstly, it's not a religion, although it's being promoted as a, a you know, religious doctrine. And unfortunately, you know, many Christians in, who don't have their you know own religious background, uh, they seem to be... Uh, you know, getting thrown off by the idea that because Jesus was a Jew, uh, so the Jewish Jesus is being promoted in front of them, and there's no doubt that Christians love uh, Jesus, uh, peace be upon him. So uh, they become so overwhelmed and empowered by that that they forget that this is not a religious doctrine, this is a movement. So we find that, uh, uh, you know, someone by the name of Theodore Herzl uh, was, you know, one of the early founders of the Zionist movement, of the modern uh, Zionist movement uh, in the late 1800s, who, who motivated this, you know, movement from a political stance. So it's more of a political ideology rather than a religious movement. Now, you know, people would have thought it bizarre as a notion that there would be Muslims who would support the ideology, and I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on the word the ideology because it is not a religious 
doctrine, a philosophy to be a Zionist. It would be considered bizarre for Muslims to support such a doctrine. But what happens when a few politicians and an ideology and think tanks say, okay, let's see what we can find in the Quran that can be, in a way, justifiable from history, that we can get those people who are, listen very carefully, not well educated about their Quran, and we can sway their movement. And then other Muslims will begin to look at this and say, hold on, you know, there may be some basis towards it. Well, lo and behold, they did accomplish that, and I'll try to get to that as quickly as possible. But believe it or not, there is something called Muslim Zionists. Yes, there is actually a movement called Muslim Supporters of Israel, for those who don't know it. Uh, there are Muslims who, are, who are support the self-determination of the Jewish people and a homeland for them in the state of Israel. It's basically the same ideology. Uh, you'd be surprised that there were some Muslim clerics, supposed uh, scholars, uh, such as uh, Sheikh Professor Abdul Hadi Talabzi, uh, director of the Cultural Institute of the Italian Islamic Community, uh, and Imam Dr. Muhammad Al-Husseini, uh, who actually believed, uh, you know, that the return of the Jews to the Holy Land and the re-establishment of Israel in accordance with the teachings of Islam, which we'll, we'll come to very shortly. Now, over the years, what has happened is many people who have fallen victim and prey to this uh, irrational uh, ideology. Uh, so you've had uh, examples, even ex-Muslims who have brought forth this kind of rhetoric. Uh, and we have many modernists, example, the uh, controversial uh, Muslim female the feminist um, author from Canada, Irshad Manji. Uh, who, you know, sways the hearts of many feminist Muslims as well. She's, you know, been uh, very vociferous in her support for Israel. Uh, we have, uh, you know, the uh, journalist Salah Chaudhary. Many people, you know, are amazed by his writing, but don't realize that he's in support, uh, more or less like the Zionists would. Now, let's see how we can go, you know, against the flow of what they're trying to say and where do they get this kind of rhetoric. Believe it or not, many of them take their viewpoint from the Quran. In 2015, I wrote a book, Alhamdulillah, called The Forgotten Haram, 40 Narrations Concerning Jerusalem, in which I tackle uh, the objection there, uh, and it's actually titled Zionist Objection. So what happened is, there's a, there's a British imam, uh, Muhammad al-Husseini, uh, and he is one of the few, and there are others as well, who say, look, there is a verse in the Quran in which the story of Musa alayhi salam, when he had overcome uh, the tyranny of Pharaoh and taken the Jews across the Red Sea, and when they entered uh, or were about to enter the Holy Land, the Quran says, that Musa said to the people, Ya Qomid Khulul Ardal Mukaddasatin Lati Kataballahu Lakum. O people, enter the holy land with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has written for you. So, what these people do? They take this ayah out of context. They take it isolated and say, Look, the Quran said that the holy land, Al Ardal Mukaddasa, is written for the Jews. Halal. So, what they do is they corroborate this with one except from this Mufakir, one except from another Mufakir, and say Muslims should understand and respect it. And those who do not have Quranic methodology, they fall victim to this particular ideology. But there is a response to this. 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Surah Anbiya verse 105. Yani before this, we wrote in the Zabur, in, in other words, the, the Psalms of David, and after this message, which message was given to Musa Yani the Torah, what was the message? This man will be given to my servants, they shall inherit it. Those who are the servants of Allah and they are righteous. So in other words, the whole idea of a Muslim Zionist is absolutely, uh, you know, it's basically saying I am fighting for peace. You cannot fight for peace because if you're fighting, then you're not peaceful. Right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala now is telling us that in order to inherit this holy man, you have to first be a servant of Allah. And we do know that unfortunately for the Jews, according to the Quran, they have transgressed beyond that. And as far as righteousness is concerned, they've also transgressed beyond that. Now coming to the modern age, we know that NBS was recently uh, nominated, whether or not he received the, uh, the, the award uh, for the Friends of Zion, that's a different story altogether. We know that, uh, example, the Druze, who also regard themselves to be Muslims uh, in the middle uh, in Israel, they are avid supporters uh, of the state of Israel. Uh, you may, may many of our listeners may not know that one of uh, the lead uh, soldiers uh, in the armies uh, of the IDF is a Muslim. Uh, and he says that he will never leave his faith, but he considers himself to be a Zionist. So this is something that's uh, very, very, um, you know, peculiar, very, very strange, yet it is happening. Now, how do we respond to it? The best thing to do is education. You cannot go to the Quran and go to the Sunnah and extrapolate uh, isolated verses of the Quran, uh, and you cannot delve into politics. You see, the problem with our community, we skip the foundation of our being, and we, we jump to politics. So someone who's never understood the fiqh, the grounding, the, the basic basics of our being, they want to read huge novelist books uh, about our religion on you know academic subjects. And they want to bring in this modernist viewpoint without the grounding. You know, you can't just say that because someone has a nice vocabulary that they should walk into university and start teaching. That's not the criteria. That's what we're trying to do. If you want to take a modernist approach but not have the usul, the roots of your tree, firmly grounded, then that tree is going to be weak. With the slightest gust of wind, it's going to sway in the wrong direction. That's where the problem lies. If you do not have a grounding in the usul of Quran, the usul of fiqh, the usul of hadith, how you approach the book of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then you're going to be coming out on all of these silly little notions out there that I am a Muslim, I follow the Quran, I follow the Sunnah, but I support the state of Israel that's killing Muslims and killing our brothers and sisters. And I support the state of Israel as a Zionist, which is an ideology that goes against my religion. This is what we call an oxymoron, right? 
this is a very moronic way of thinking anyway. So unfortunately, this reality exists. We cannot be blind to it. And I applaud the Shepard for bringing forth these, these kind of topics of discussion because people seem to sweep it under the carpet thinking that it doesn't exist. And they laugh at it, assuming that, you know, you know it's ludicrous uh, or ridiculous. But the real ridiculous thing out there is for us to assume and, you know, to bury our heads in the sand thinking that it doesn't exist. So it is the, it is a reality. People are taking the Quran out of context uh, for political reasons. Uh, and uh, those who are weak in faith are being led astray. Uh, and we must be really, really careful about this. You know, full marks to you, Sheikh Fahim, for doing justice to the topic in a, a very specific time. And also you talk about ideology is, uh, you know, even is greater than the blood ties. If you look at uh, Zionism, you made a very valid point indeed. It's an ideology that gets into the person's mind and helps culture that this uh, want to do that. Uh, and as you said, we as Muslims, if we're taking sides in the political issues, uh, you know, we are unwittingly giving ourselves away, you know, either following a uh, or we fall, or we fall into the Zionism camp, or we following in the camp of Haq. Uh, Sheikh Fahim, are your parting words uh, this morning? Yeah, well, you know, again, Brother Shafat, you know, it, it's very easy to fall victim, uh, you know, and, and fall prey to, you know, political rhetoric when our Usul foundation in Islamic, uh, you know, teachings and our theology is very, very weak. You know, how can a Muslim be a Zionist? It is uh, totally against uh, the Islamic tradition. Uh, being a Muslim and, and being a Zionist, uh, you, you cannot be in submission to the will of Allah and then giving to the will of the political government uh, that's telling you that it's okay to kill Muslims because of, of an ideal of establishing a state of a people who say that it's been given to them by God in the Quran is saying that this land can only be inherited by a righteous people. And the last time I checked the dictionary definition, righteousness is not oppression of people. Righteousness is not to build apartheid walls and discriminate between my blood and your blood. And our people in South Africa should know much more better uh, with the apartheid history that we've had. So we need to wake up a little uh, we need to be more aware of what's happening and not just what's in front of our noses and think that everything's okay. There's a bigger world out there and we are part of the Ummah and uh, we, we need to do a little bit more than what we can for our presence sisters all over the world. The least we can do is create awareness, which is what you're doing, and also Bahá'u'lláh reward you for your efforts. I mean, uh, you too, Sheikh Fahim, and I'm uh, just giving your examinations paper to you. Uh, it's a distinction with uh, 10 pluses on it. You go well with it. Uh, meet you. You go, uh, you go well, Sheikh Fahim. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Really, I knew, I knew, uh, Yusuf Asma, that Sheikh Fahim will do justice to the topic. And yeah, he's done it, people. Yes, think before you ink and be careful. Don't fall into the trap. Time for us to go for a break. When you get back, Abu Bakr, see that, will be joining us on Muslim News. Broadcasting live from the East Rand, this is Sirius FM, 24 hours a day, sharing the peace and light of Islam, www.suriusfm.net.